Welcome to the Astral HQ podcast. Here we talk about spirituality and consciousness. Make sure to go to astralhq.com forward slash podcast to get resources, free bonuses, and much more. All right, a little bit different video. Talking about near-death experiences, NDEs. Near-death experiences is something which I've been researching for a while now, and it's something which I find very interesting, and it kind of gives hope, gives kind of proof of the afterlife of something happening after death. And don't get bored, don't click away from this video, I see you there, I see you about to try and watch something else or get distracted. This might be quite interesting. Let me save you at least 10 hours, okay, because it took me a while to read these books and summarise them. What I find interesting as well is that during the largest NDE study in the world, there was over 600 separate near-death experiences, all recorded and cross-referenced and interlinked. They had a lot in common, especially and including NDEs that were happening from in different countries, from different people, from different backgrounds, and with different religious beliefs. Okay, so what actually is an NDE? A near-death experience is where you come close to, or you are pronounced clinically dead, and then you have a experience of some kind. You experience different things, a different realm. You know, there's very, I'll get onto exactly what people experience later. But these experiences typically happen as somebody's dying, or if they are pronounced clinically dead, or, you know, medically dead, and then later on they're brought back to life by either their doctors or themselves, which I'll get onto as well in a second. So what does an NDE actually feel like? There are different experiences people have when they have these NDEs. All kinds of different things, okay? Out-of-body experiences where they're floating above themselves, looking down on themselves, laying on the bed, on the operating table, for example. Heightened senses, positive emotions, going through a funnel or a tunnel of light, encountering mystical or brilliant lights, other beings, mystical, deceased relatives and friends, alteration of time and space, a life review. I'll get onto that in a second, that's very interesting. Unworldly realms and learning special knowledge. And also a lot of them report this kind of idea of a boundary or a barrier where they know intuitively that if they cross this barrier, there's no coming back. Literally a portal between different worlds or different dimensions. When you cross this barrier, you can't come back and you can't come back to your body. You are basically dead or, you know, dead as we would consider here. And then you're just moving on to a different realm. And then there's also the concept of a return to the body, the physical body. And this can be either voluntarily or involuntarily, depending on if your work here is done or not. A quote that I'd like to read from a book called Evidence of the Afterlife. And again, all of these links will be in the description. This person was describing that they were ready to enter. So they had this near-death experience. They were surrounded by brilliant white light. They were ready to leave this realm and go on to the next one. And they said, pure love is the best way to describe the place that I was going to be leaving. Under protest, I was sent back to my physical body. So this person didn't want to come back, but they were forced back to their physical body. And they were forced to leave this beautiful place where they were surrounded by light and love. So that's quite encouraging because that shows that after death, basically, there is something really positive that happens. It's not some negative spiral of doom or it's not some endless void of blackness that a lot of nihilists and people would like you to think. There is something really positive that happens. Okay, so how do NDEs actually work or, you know, how do they happen? So usually it's when the trigger for an NDE is usually when somebody comes really close to death or they actually die, but their work is not done. And this is a really interesting thing that I will get onto more in a second. So what's the purpose? Why do people have near-death experiences? There's a lot of research behind this. 
I've summarized several books, but more specifically, my favorite ones have been The Holographic Universe and Evidence of the Afterlife. Evidence of the Afterlife is a book that summarizes the largest NDE study that's ever taken place, spanning over 600 different near-death experiences in several different countries across a large chunk of time. It's a very big study, and they asked them the same questions. What I find really interesting about this near-death experience study, and this goes some way to show what the purpose of near-death experiences is, you know, why do we have near-death experiences? The experiences that these people had in this study were very consistent and reliable. It didn't matter what your religious or personal or spiritual background or beliefs were. People had these same experiences regardless of what they believed before. Even people who didn't think that near-death experiences were possible, they reported the same thing. Now, I personally believe, after seeing all this evidence and reading all of these different accounts and stories and studies, is that the purpose of near-death experience is just to remind you if your time is not here yet, okay, so if it's not if it's not your time to actually die and go on to the whatever's next, it's just to remind you that there is more. Almost like a motivational talk or an intervention, just to say, you know, hold on a second, remember where you came from, remember that this is all, you know, basically a game, this whole physical life that we call 3D. Remember that it's a game and just go back in and then you'll come back here soon and everything will be fine. It's almost like a reassurance. And I don't think it happens to everyone who comes close to death. I think it happens to people who need that little boost or nudge to tell them that everything's going to be okay. All right, so what's actually reported? What do people experience when they have near-death experiences? I'm going to read from my notes here. So if you see me looking down, that's why. So what happens is people reach what they call the middle place, and they're often told that it's not your time to go yet. This indicates that basically there's a divine plan and a divine structure behind most of our lives, and that if we try and die, or if we, if we get into an accident or something happens before it's our time to die, it's not allowed to happen. We're sent back or we're saved or we're pushed back into the physical realm and told it's not your time to go yet. One report uh, during this NDE study said on my side of the boundary, and remember I talked about this before, the idea of there being like a boundary between the two different realms, time went really slow. And then on the other side, time went by faster. There was a door in front of me with music coming out of it. And people that I recognized as being home were celebrating. Once I crossed this realm, once I entered this door, I knew I couldn't come back. So people talk about the idea of there being this boundary that they're aware of. They're very, they're very aware and conscious that when they step through the boundary, they can't come back. Many NDEers or near-death experience uh, reporters say they had 360-degree vision and they report seeing spherical 3D visual awareness. So they were able to see in all directions all around them at the same time. There was also an all-round awareness beyond light speed. And this has been mentioned in several dozens of these different reports. And so just to clarify, when I read something out, when I read out like um, an experience or a description here, that is something that's been confirmed in the vast majority of the 600 NDE studies, uh, sorry, NDE reports that people have made. So this is things. these are things that I'm reading in this video and talking about. These are things that are confirmed by multiple or the majority of people that were asked this question. So most people say they had 360 degree vision, they could see all around them at, you know, in all directions at the same time, and that they were aware of this stuff beyond light speed. Another thing that people report or experience during NDEs is something known as the life review, 
or opening of the life book. This is something that is reported across the board, no matter what you believe and no matter what your religious or spiritual beliefs are. People in this NDE study were able to feel how they made other people feel during certain events. And actually not just during certain events, but during every event, every second of your life. And I'll read out a quote here. Many things that seemed insignificant at the time, small acts of kindness, for example, turned out to be very significant in another person's life. People realized that they became angry over things that were just not important, or they placed too much importance on things that were not important. So this life review, you're basically, what people are saying is you're basically shown and made to feel everything that you make other people feel and in one second, of, as we perceive time, in one second you're able to instantaneously feel all of these different ripple effects that you've caused, uh, that you've caused and created during your life. It's pretty impressive. And so this shows that it all goes back again to the golden rule of do to other people what you would want them to do to you. I hope you're enjoying the podcast episode so far. I just wanted to let you know that you can get free resources, tutorials, guides, show notes, and all kinds of extra bonuses if you go to astralhq.com forward slash podcast. So what I also find interesting about this is people report that they never never feel judged by the beings of light that they experience. They always feel the judgment is more just analysis done by themselves, basically. So the idea of you going to this middle terrifying realm and being judged and criticised and punished by these entities is just not true. It just doesn't seem to be what people experience in the real world and in beyond the real world. You know, these these experiences, again, it's hundreds of people. Almost none of them felt judged, and certainly none of them felt that they were being punished. They were all very conscious of the fact that they themselves had made this decision to come here, to incarnate, and they themselves were in control of what happens afterwards. There was no forcing as such. There was no forcing or judgment. It was all done by their own free will. So if you have come from a particularly strict background where you're told, you know, when you die, if you've done bad things, you'll be punished or you'll be judged. This doesn't seem to be proved. This this is not the case, as hundreds of these near-death experiences will report. There's no judgment whatsoever. You're basically guided to analyse and interpret your own life, and you're made to feel what you made other people feel. So I guess if you want to call that judgment, then you can, or if you want to call that punishment, then you can. But it really depends on how you make other people feel. If you make other people feel good a lot of the time, then it's not punishment at all. It's actually quite pleasurable. It's quite nice. However, if you make other people feel bad, intentionally or unintentionally, if you are nasty to people, if you're gossiping, if you're doing things that you know is malicious and won't help people, then instead of being punished or judged, what will really happen, according to the evidence, is that you will just be made to feel the same thing. You will literally feel how you made these other people feel. And I guess you could call that punishment if you've been living a life where you constantly make other people feel bad. So really just think about how you would want people to treat you and then, you know, everything will be fine, basically. Obviously that's quite a reductionist way of looking at it, but it does seem like that's the answer. You know, just treat other people how you want them to treat you. Because really there is no separation. These people, although they appear separate in the 3D realm, we are all one being basically we're one part of the same consciousness there is no separation another interesting thing that i've got in my notes here is that when somebody during the life review is asked if something when they ask their beings if something was right or wrong the light beings respond did you do it out of love so it seems to be like 
no matter what you do, if your intention is love, if the intention is to do it out of love and for good purposes, then that's really all that matters. And then I've got an interesting quote here from somebody who says that during the life review, I saw how my acting or not acting rippled in effect in other people's lives. And it wasn't until then, that moment, that I understood how each choice I made affected the whole world. So if you're familiar with something called the butterfly effect, this is the idea that a butterfly flapping its wings in one part of the world will cause a tsunami in another part of the world through a constant elevating chain of events. This same concept has also been used to describe the way you treat people. Like every thought or action you take has a, a knock-on effect you know, it will affect the next person and then they will go on to affect the next person and so on. So the thoughts and energy you put out there literally do go out and go on to change the world. All right, moving on now. Communication. So during these life reviews, during these near-death experiences, it seems like all communication with, with any other being was telepathic. It was done without words. Words and phrases and language, really, is a very inefficient way of talking and communicating, especially when you're able to use telepathy and direct communication. So that's probably why they do that in near-death experiences. The next interesting thing that people report is a tunnel of light. So the idea of coming out of a tunnel into a realm of soft light, and the light seems to be kind of everywhere. What's really interesting about this is that the majority of people who saw a tunnel of light were under anesthesia. They were, you know, paralyzed or they were unconscious at the time when they died, which is really interesting. The next thing I find interesting is that almost half of people who were surveyed, 45% had psychic or special paranormal gifts after their NDE that they didn't have before. Things like remote viewing, astral projection, the ability to read people, to predict events. These spiritual gifts, which most people think are not proven or even crazy, it seems to be that people after a near-death experience, it's almost like they unlock something in their mind and they realize what they're really made of. They realize that this reality that we think is so physical and real is actually not all there is. It's quite um, a small percentage of the big picture. And this, is, this has been proven you know, in the physical world, the idea that your mental beliefs can hold you prisoner. There was somebody called Roger Bannister who before him, Nobody had run a mile in under four minutes, okay? I don't know what the, the shortest time was, but it was nowhere near four minutes. This guy was the first man to run a mile in under four minutes. When he did that, after, you know, hundreds of years of no one, nobody being able to do it, he did it the first time. And then after that, literally in the next, between one and five years after him doing it, loads of people started doing it. It's almost like it unlocked our belief system and we thought, oh, so it is now possible to do that. Same sort of thing with this. After near-death experiences, people realize that death wasn't the end. They come back into this life and they suddenly realize, hold on a minute, I have all these spiritual gifts that I thought were impossible before, or I, you know, maybe never even thought about them, but they're actually possible and I can do them. Okay, so to summarize, how do we know near-death experiences are real? I'm gonna briefly explain something about that. There's a huge degree of similarity between what a child experiences in a near-death experience and what an adult experiences. This shows that it's literally completely separate from pre-existing beliefs and ideas. If you have something, a near-death experience, which is so similar between different groups of people all around the world, then it's impossible that that's just a created event in your mind. Because if it was, then a Christian in Africa would experience one thing, a child in Norway would experience something completely different, but that's not the case. 
they all experience the same thing in the same way. So this, this huge degree of similarity shows that it's not just something random and it's definitely something worth looking into. All right, so to summarize, near-death experiences are pretty amazing. There is life after death. There is more to this reality and existence than we know. There's so much we don't know. And there's also an interconnectedness between everything. So your thoughts and energy is connected to everything else. This explains shifting, reality shifting, law of attraction, manifestation, all kinds of things. Our consciousness, as I'm sure you know, is not confined to the body. It's completely separate in a way, but it's also anchored to the body for this brief period that we call physical life. There are some things you can do to tap into this realm of experience and exploration. You can start to raise your vibrations. We have a superhuman optimization system, which will go into detail on how to raise your vibrations, experience these different things, unlock your spiritual gift, unblock your chakras and all of this kind of stuff. And if you just want to see what it's like before committing to it, you can actually watch the free vibrations training. We have a free video training that will explain how you can get started with this, raise your vibrations, a bit more about my story and things like that. Yeah, so if you're still watching now, you're one of the few on this channel at least who actually watches all of my videos. This is a channel I'm finding quite hard to grow. I think just because it's a new channel, maybe I'll start promoting it from my Lucid Dreaming Experience channel or howtolucid.com. Anyway, leave a comment if you are watching this. And if you've heard me talk about the free video training, the raise your vibrations thing for a while, uh, and you don't care or you haven't seen it yet, you should definitely go and check it out. It's well worth it, if you want. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you're able to review or rate this podcast episode wherever you're listening to it, please do it because it really helps the messages spread to more people. And don't forget to go to astralhq.com forward slash podcast to get free resources, training, a video training, PDF, and a whole lot more.